0: My name is Arthur Smith. Of all the things you can do in the world, there's only really one that is definitely worth it all the time, and that's to listen to the Promoter Mouths podcast with Kai and Pablo, which is surely the greatest event in the history of mankind. Mind I'll say this. If it turns
1: out to be a
0: massive sex best, we're going to look there, yes, we
1: will Yes, I would like them to. Make up. Suddenly, every pen seems to be
0: born in now. Off we got another mouth, keep it spinning around. I don't know what he has, but the just can't be found.
1: And that brings us to the beginning of episode number forty. Cool. Yep. Four oh blind forty of so, the promoter mouse podcast. Hello Pablo. Hello Kai, it's a big one. I forgot about that. Yeah, forty. Wow. I'm, uh, yeah, we're just reaching middle
0: age. Uh all our uh dark hairs, the odd ones turning a bit grey. You know, the other day I pulled a nostril of the hair out, it felt like it came from the back of my head. It was about six inches long. I don't know. Literally just pulled it out of the big cavity in
1: in my head. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know quite what to say about well, that. I, I, I didn't think we'd start there, <laughs> pulling a nostril hair
0: out. I've pulled ear hairs out that have been about six inches long as well. You think it's just a bit of it, and wow. you get a pair of tweezers and you pull it. It's really satisfying.
1: I'm so grateful that I've got to fifty without reaching puberty. I really am. <laughs> it's a wonder. I can't yeah. grow a beard, so I think that's that's affecting the rest of me.
0: You, you, you've got two nice kids. How do you manage that on puberty blockers?
1: Um, They're hybrids. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My kids are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, They are beautiful. Yeah. I look in the mirror and I think, how did this create those? Anyway, pods begin at 40. Yeah. That's what they say. This is the beginning of a new era. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Let's smash it. Uh, Let's let's get old gracefully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That isn't going to happen, is it?
0: Two rival comedy promoters happen to live
1: in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats, competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also
0: living in an idyllic English market town. I would buy a T-shirt with crap Colombian cartel leaders written on it.
1: Oh, would you? Yeah,
0: on the on the vest bit. Yeah, you have the promote Miles logo. Yeah, and the, underneath, crap, crap Colombian, Colombian cartel, cartel, cartel leaders bit of merch. Bit of merch. Mm. Tell you what, that'd look all right. That I'd wear that.
1: Well, but that's one sold. I'm not sure I would. Mm. Should we just print one?
0: I reckon we could get. I, I, I had some T-shirts printed off this week for my stag do, and they arrived. Oh, how are they looking? Well, I will tell you what. What the, have
1: you got then? So you've got the face. You've got each one's got a character, haven't they? That they yeah
0: look alike. Uh, so every, we picked a look alike for each other. That's uh, not flattering. Uh, I mean, it ranges from annonces, uh dictators, um, terrorists, um, and just uh, awkwardly ugly people. Who, I mean, I'm, who's
1: got the worst one? That's people are going to look at and go, well, "You can't do that." Oh, well, Have you got a Tom Bins on there or a Jimmy Savile? Uh, Phil Schofield. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Phil Schofield, Got a. Uh, Uh, Jerry Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Got that. Oh, the the best one is uh, the Russian guy. He was... uh, um given the poison. Litvinenko. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: In his deathbed.
0: Basically, you're bald. You, you're either Litvinenko or, um, the, the guy who was shot down off the plane. What's his name? Pig oh, okay. <laughs> it's a yeah. little topical, in it? Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. On the WhatsApp, I was asking everybody, uh, their shirt sizes and, uh, did you get a straight answer? They've all given me a shirt size less than what they actually are. I've seen them. So consequently, there's going to be some moobs and ass cracks on display in
1: Benadol. You should have got them one size smaller than that again.
0: Yeah. That would have been brilliant,
1: <laughs> those little tight T-shirts. I don't think I
0: had, honestly, they, they were extremely optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I mean Ross is like going, no, I'm a large, mate, you had XXL, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> not I mean, he might have been a large when he was like, you know, when he, when he thought he was good looking. But uh, yeah, no, he's, he's going to be a middle-aged bloke. Flashing his ass, crack, sat what down. Is,
1: what is the plan for your for your stag then? You're going on a bike ride. Yeah, pretty much. Have yeah. you stopped organising activities since the debacle? That was the bike ride.
0: No, well, that hasn't happened yet. There's going to be a bike ride on a Saturday and then the rest of it will wing. Oh, the other thing we'll have a, on the last night there, we're going to have a meal. So we're not too because we're getting picked up at eight o'clock the following morning. Oh,
1: I thought you meant a meal. I thought that was the name of a, maybe a waiter or a young a man or a meal <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll yeah um no we've, we've,
1: we've got... that frown that you gave me then made me think yeah i better cut that out <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well puns are like that aren't they, they like they did, yeah they're sort of yeah. what
1: yeah but your your eyebrows nearly hit your nose then what was it really <laughs> worth it <laughs> <laughs> I think it was worth it. Yeah. They're always worth it.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I think I think puns demean us all in some way or other.
1: Well, it's Friday, Pablo. We couldn't do a Wednesday. You were busy. And yeah. now it's Friday. Shall we crack on? Let's
0: do it. We're going
1: to have a week round-up.
0: Praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Seagull News.
1: Opinion halls, Hellfire and damnation. And a contrition. All the favorites. Was oh, that your uh, Jordan Peterson? Yeah, it was a bit male. Mm. Contrition. Contrition! Yeah. Uh, so, what have you been up to this uh, week, Pablo? Well,
0: this week, Kai, I have been mainly hiding in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dear.
0: I am a male in the comedy industry after all. Yes. <laughs> when I've not been doing that, uh, um, this week I uh, wangled a stay overnight for work in the Royal Tunbridge Wells. And I went for a nice run in the evening around somewhere else. It's pretty hilly. And then when I got back to the hotel, instead of going to the restaurant, I got a just eat delivery and had a kebab delivered. £22. For a kebab delivered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the kebab? It was nice. It was a mixed kebab, but didn't have any chicken in it. So it had a sheesh, donna and um, kofti. Wow, £22? It wasn't £22 worth of kebab, it, it was it was barely £11.
1: That is like the biggest kebab they probably sold, though, isn't it? Was it even that big? I sent you a picture, didn't I? Yeah, no, it wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. Why £22? quid?
0: is, I think, as well. It was a, an assemble yourself kebab. <laughs> Where, where do you stand on the Assemble Yourself Kebab?
1: The Assemble Yourself Kebab, I don't mind it. It's quite good to construct it and yeah. break bits of pit off. It doesn't get soggy. Yeah. And, you know, you can deal with it yourself. But, yeah, some people don't like that. i tell you when
0: I don't like it. When you want to be kept company on your walk home. like see With a kebab. With a kebab, yeah. Mm. You, you basically want it built for you. And you, you, you want to sort of...
1: See, now, the walking kebab they do in uh, London it's the the kebab the doner wrap
0: oh no no i mean a proper one with a, a bit of pitta bread
1: yeah but it's just a wrap instead of a pitta and they wrap it up and you can hold it and I you know, know you can munch on yeah.
0: that i have actually had one of them in turkey it's very practical It is. i'll tell you what happens up in the in the north with kebabs um you you get um naan breads they give you naan breads oh yeah yeah so like the massive they're like mattresses and then they pile it on for about Ten or eleven quid, you you get you get food for four days. Is it
1: a naan bread or a flat bread?
0: It can be either, okay. but it's mate, It is, but a lot of the time it is a naan. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, I'd look out for that, but they don't do that here in London. We've no. got the we've got the basics here, man.
0: Well, what happens up there is that the the Indians do the kebabs as well as the Turks. Yeah. So so the Indians will give you the uh, that makes sense. The, 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 they'll give you the naan bread and they're heavy on the old. Uh, I What what they call it? They call it something different over there, don't they? Yeah. Schwama, Schwama—that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a kebab anyway. So mm. It's the same difference.
1: Well, you've put
0: boutique kebabs. Well, that's only because I had it in a boutique hotel, and paid
1: boutique prices.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I could have gone to the restaurant and had a steak for twenty quid. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I sat in my room like a sad sack eating a kebab, but I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Is that was that your
1: sin of the week? Was it?
0: Uh, that and a couple of points he had with it,
1: just a couple. Yeah. Why don't I believe that, Pablo? Um, yeah. So yeah, boutique kebabs. I said to you, boutique is like another posh word for artisan, which is another word for wanky, as you put it.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: I saw the lamp they had on the table that with that picture. The kebab Yeah, it looked like something that David Dickinson might have uh, might have borrowed. The staff were
0: really nice, but I know it was an old boutique hotel because the bath had legs.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. So, so. I can deal with baths with legs. Yeah. Every time I have a bath in a bath with legs, I think, well, I wouldn't mind a bath with legs at, <laughs> at home. Yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's all right. A little it? roll-top bath with legs.
0: Maybe one day it'll matter me, matter to me that much and money won't be an object i'll get a bath with legs
1: well i I'd, I'd probably be inclined to do it myself and it would end up being a bath with legs in place where the old bath used to be with tiles that just go up to the legs <laughs> and then floorboards yeah. you know that's that's how mine would look because i'd probably have a go myself i thought about it mm. but you need a big bathroom the bath with legs has the bath in the middle of the room yeah doesn't it
0: well ideally yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so that isn't going to happen here yeah, I'd have to, um, I'd have to knock a few bedrooms through. It's not worth it for a bath with legs, is it?
0: No. How, how good is a bath? I mean, I've, I rarely have one. Rarely have a bath. I, I, I literally. I mean, I had a shower. I had one of those rainfall showers in. But I thought I'm gonna have to have a bath here. First, uh, first time I tried, uh, yellow water came out, and I said to Mrs. Pablo on the phone, "Yellow water came out," and she said, "Ah, it often does that. Let it run for a bit." So the following morning, I thought, I'm not leaving this room till I've had a bath and a bath with legs. Yes. So, so I ran the water and got it out of the way, and then I had a, I had a quick bath. And you
1: felt like a king Yeah, I in did in your bath with legs, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. I thought, this bath's got legs. I'm having it. Yeah, I'm having it. Let's, uh, let's move on to, to one of mine here. Look, yeah. I've put to teach and not to teach. I've had a mixed week, Pablo, basically. Yeah. It's, oh. all, it's all in there. Back to teaching. I've got a full week's teaching, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But none of the kids have wanted to be taught this week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I've been going to Yarmouth and back. So I've been taking an hour drive for nothing.
0: Well, that, that was the first
1: one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Driving all the way there. And then there's like, oh, no, he's not feeling well. So he's not coming to the library. You get
0: paid anyway. I
1: get paid anyway. Yes. Yes, but they could have told me earlier. Uh, I'd rather, you know...
0: Not have the journey.
1: Yeah, I got paid for for an hour to go there and back. Um, But uh, that's nice work if you can get it. The other thing was one kid I taught. um, I turned up at the house for the first time in Yarmouth, and it was in a flat, and I met him for the first time, sat down on the sofa to sort of teach, I suppose, or just to get to know him, and... uh, Kind of uh, work out where we go, and the mother sat down on the sofa next to him, which is a bit awkward. And you know, at the best of times, you'd rather just have a space to just you know do what you're doing. Um, and then the sister came in; she was quite a big old girl as well, right? She came bounding in. Um, they had a dog, which was like trying to lick my neck. <laughs> uh, then the sister sat on the sofa next to the mother, next to the boy I'm supposed to be teaching. And then the father, who was even bigger still, came down and he was sat behind me, all in this small living room, sat behind me at his desk, at his computer. And this boy is not the brightest boy, let's say. He's got all sorts of difficulties and doesn't need that, that mm. those distractions. The sister's then taking pictures on her phone, of you know, with filters on and laughing and texting her friends. And, and they're all just sat around and I'm there going, OK, so uh... and I've got the boy next to me who doesn't want to engage. He doesn't speak much. And I thought, this is the worst start possible. Can you not lay
0: down some ground rules?
1: As it was a meeting, and I, I was just trying to win, I'm meant to be there for three hours. Wow. And I sort of made my excuses after about an hour and a half and said, oh, I think, um, I think I've think i got enough to be to be working with here. I can go and do some really good planning. Well done. Um, and and let's uh, call it a day for
0: now. We you got to go back there to teach?
1: No, we've managed to immediately. I phoned my boss and said, we've got to get him in the library. I'm not doing that again. It yeah. was the most awkward experience I think I've had in teaching. Right. I just want the earth to swallow me up. I'm yeah. sitting there. You know, the, I was clearly in the way because they wanted to watch telly, I'm sure. Yeah. But this poor lad, you know, he's he's uh, troubled enough as it is. And then there's this teacher trying to teach him when everything's going on around him. And then, you know, you've just got to choose your words carefully because normally I'll you know, say as it is sometimes if they're not engaging, yeah, you know, but you've just got to really tread carefully.
0: Yeah. Because they're listening to you. Yeah. It was all. And
1: even, and then I was doing some really simple stuff. We're talking primary level. He's about 15 years old, really sort of primary level stuff on BBC bite size, like a little game thing. And it was, it was simple stuff, you know? And I I thought, well, let's just see where he's at and how we can move forward. And it was like, um, John is reading the, and then he's got three choices of words. It's, Book, B-U-C-E. Book, B-double-O-K, or book, B-U-U-K. And I'm I'm thinking, well, that's got to be an easy one, hasn't it? Didn't get it. Didn't get it. And I'm like, oh, nearly. (laughs) And I'm and I'm thinking, this isn't going. And you know, everyone sat round. And normally that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But it did. It just felt like this is going getting worse. So the the next one came up. You know, and it's like question mark. What? Where? What? um, What punctuation do you put at the end of this? question and there's a full stop there's a comma and there's a question mark and i just said is it the full stop at the end of the question is it the comma at the end of the question or is it the question mark at the end of the question Mm. nope he pressed the wrong one again shows the wrong one that's that's what i'm working i I don't know if i'm equipped for that He
0: might have got a bit nervous it sounded like there's a lot going on through the process to be fair yeah you know what I mean? So he probably just thought, I, I just need to press a button.
1: Well, you think that, yeah. But, you know, he's he found it very difficult. And, and you know, I, I've got a lot of work to do there to get him up to a little bit of speed. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's these these kids are out there and there's lots of them.
0: You want to give him an insp- inspirational speech, like, uh, what's that film, film with Robin Williams in oh, Dead Poets? Dead Poets Society, yeah. Yeah, yeah. carpe diem. Yes. Start banging on the table. Yeah, so but bless
1: them, these, these poor kids have got me to do it. It's with.
0: book, you silly bastard.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've put Sex pests are endemic in comedy. Yeah. Oh, it has been a week, hasn't it, Pablo? Yeah, it
0: has, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let's get it out of the way early. We could have put this in the shit hours, we couldn't we? But,
1: we could have, but, but it's dominated the week, really, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Sex pestery. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, Russell, I mean, Russell Brand alleged not just a sex pest, but a rapist. Multiple, yeah. I tell you what, I'm glad we didn't speak about this earlier in the week. I've had time to organise my thinking on it.
1: Yeah, because we were watching it, not together, but we, you know, texting each other occasionally just to sort of uh, add our little tuppence worth to what we were watching. Yeah. it's one of those programmes, isn't it, where you've got to kind of take some of it with a pinch of salt perhaps because it is sensational the, journalism. The
0: old Dispatches programme when he was released. Yeah. yeah. Well, which was pre, uh, pre-faced right, with a, a, a Old Russell Brand on Twitter sort of making his excuses before the thing came out. Yes. In a video which was heavily edited probably by lawyers. Yeah. And he's sort of saying, I
1: absolutely refute these allegations. no. Uh, There's one way of looking at the opening part of it where they were they had alleged victims who were telling them their experiences. And then they were cutting in clips from his stand up, which almost verbatim recounted their tales, Um, you know, things about his uh, his sexual preferences. Let's say I on face value was looking at it thinking, well, they, they could be. They are fantasists yeah. that are using that as their experience. Yeah. Perhaps you know that's the uh, cynical side of you when yeah. you watch something like this. Um, but it has unfolded beyond what I thought it would. He's been cancelled, hasn't he? Basically, he's got nothing now.
0: Let's give a very quick recap, just in case there's somebody listening to this that don't know doesn't know what's happening. It's possible, that, possibly. They hey, okay, living under we did mention rock. it last week, but weren't we number some? What, what was it number what in India?
1: Oh, yes, we were. We were 108 or something in, in India. In,
0: in the Apple in the podcast charts.
1: <laughs> yes, we Get were. Get in. <laughs> yes. So to our Indian listeners out yeah. uh, there, if you didn't see... Uh, yeah, enjoy, a,
0: hope you're enjoying your <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, Russell Brand, big comedian, emerged in the 90s, very uh, charismatic, good-looking, known for being prolifically promiscuous, and then sort of went off the ball a bit in, in his career. At the same time, sort of going onto YouTube and banging on a little bit like a uh, slightly humorous David Ike, dressed dressed as a bit a bit like Jesus, banging on, on about conspiracy theories. Some of them, some some, some of what he said has, merit, has some merit. A lot of it sounds like it's bollocks. He's got a big following. He's got a few million followers on on YouTube now. Yeah, it
1: was a big cash cow for him, and they've cancelled yeah. all his uh, monetisation of that channel now.
0: Oh, have they? Yes. Wow, well, so they definitely would. You all know, of his
1: streams of income have uh, dried yeah. up from the old internet. Yeah. When
0: it first came out, you and I were conversing. And the way I would describe it is that, first of all, b- before it came out, it didn't cross my mind that he wouldn't be that he'd be a sex pest. Hmm. Then after the after watching the the um, the video, I started that went up a bit. I thought he's saying he's not a not not a sex pest. So I immediately thought he might be a sex pest, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then then the dispatches program comes out. I think, oh there's the, a dispatches program goes up a bit of a notch, and and then the, the dispatches program happened. And I think, in a lot of ways, I think that the Dispatches programme undermined itself with what it was trying to say, because it just looked a bit, sort of, a bit wrong. Hmm. But nevertheless, I'd say a couple more notches upwards, but it didn't fly up at that point. But as the week went on, and I'm hearing other people in comedy um, talk about it, that sort of um, sex pest radar... Or re- even rapist radar is going up and down all over the place because some strange things sort of fell out of it. There some some weird behaviours sort of happened. I, I remember when Me Too came out, there was a lot of people sort of jumping on the back of it, ranging from I was abused as a kid to oh, a, uh, a builder whistled at me, and it was all hashtag Me Too
1: and everything in between, and
0: everything in between. So, so I thought this is going to happen again, and and. And I think to some extent it has the, the lady who used to be a man who does the antiques, Lauren, 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 and we we talked about her on the Naked Attraction. Is it Harry's or Harry's yeah, Harry? Harry, Lauren Harry's? Uh, she came out and said, "Oh, Russell Brand dumped me after after a bit of a relationship." Like, there's no fucking way that night. I mean, I've actually seen her private parts on the telly. And it, 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 you know, I mean, you thought my kebab looked the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, 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 there's, there's, no way, is there? But well,
1: well, never, is there no way?
0: Well, you don't know. I don't do think you, you can. don't know. You can never say one way or the other. But you will get people jumping on it. That's what yep, I will say. Yep, yep. So uh, and um, I heard a really something slightly more convincing, and it just came out. Apparently, when he was in L.A. He got his knob out in front of um, somebody working in the same building, and she reported it. And apparently he did this thing where he he was in the same room, and he said, oh, I'd like to have sex with you. And he, he got his knob out, placed it on his hand, and pretended to serve it up like a waiter towards <laughs> her. I can totally imagine him doing that. You can imagine <laughs> the gesture, can't you? And he, and he put me in mind. Do you remember there was a documentary of Jimmy Savile? And Jimmy Savile, apparently, he, he was in the building with a researcher, and he dropped his trousers to this girl and said, "I was about that, then? You <laughs> <Well, laughs> <we> mustn't laugh. <laughs> mustn't laugh. Stop. But it, it, Hang on. But, Let me just compose
1: myself for this serious bit, Pablo. You're not helping.
0: No, Whew. but but uh, it, it, it later transpired he was a massive bloody wronging, wasn't he? Yes. And 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 he resonated that because that's that's what he. You can imagine him doing it, and I can totally imagine him Russell Brand mm. doing that. But anyway, not not the hours up about that. the the, the you know, oh, here's my penis? <laughs> you know, you can imagine him doing that. But yeah, so that's where we are. Yes. We don't actually know. We but- don't
1: know, but everybody is now distancing themselves from him professionally. Of course, um, he's got nothing at the moment. All of his shows have been cancelled. All of his channels are probably going to go down. Uh, they don't do that without some reason, do they? I don't know.
0: See, see, the other debate that's been running on uh, parallel with this is: should you, um, you know, should you be going to the police or to Channel Four documentary makers or journalists yep. at the Times? Well, this
1: is it. I, th- I think the documentary itself is going to do more harm to any case that comes up than good. Yeah. Personally, um, it's it's not going to get a fair trial, whichever way you look at it. I, I wonder
0: if what they're doing is lighting the blue touch paper. Because if they think he, he is that prolific, by sort of putting it out there, they will get other people coming forward. Well, that's
1: what's happened, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. So that, that, that's that has
0: started to happen. So, And then there might be ones that they can actually sort of...
1: But once again, I think you do run the danger of having those fantasists who may have had a fling with him some time ago um, and now maybe are perhaps changing the narrative of that somewhat you never know but you're in a position where you can't doubt any claims in this day and age you still have people coming to defend him because what he's done online is set up what it amounts to a cult for which he is their blessed leader and genuinely there are people who he can do no wrong in their eyes Mm. and he has been sort of you know, he feels like the Messiah in some of his speeches. Even when this broke, he was talking about how Christ was punished for, uh, on the cross yeah. and, you know, they right. tried to bring him down and he's turned it onto, and this is what his followers support, the idea that it's the media that are trying to shut him down uh, because he's spoken out against yeah. pharma and so on.
0: That's what he's saying. Well, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, that's why, and... Th- those people that have followed that narrative of his are really sort of stepping in and saying, "Well, yeah, this is a conspiracy."
0: Yeah, there, there will be people, but it won't be the all all million, three million bloody subscribers no, or whatever.
1: No. It's the I, I suppose their comments stick out because yeah. they are the positive ones that are sticking out, and they yeah. seem to float to the top. But exactly that he is fucked, isn't he? He is fucked. You don't come back from that. But
0: the other um, thing that this is uh, spawned is that the question whether or not. Sex Pestuary is in, in in comedy, because we had Louis C.K. getting his man out. Apparently he'd, he'd sit there, when he? would go, do you mind if I get my man out? And then the ladies around him would go, oh, yeah, go on, do you knock, know knock yourself out. It, 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 the, the narrative was that he was the superior, high-level comic, and the, the, the lady comedians near him felt as though they couldn't say no. Yes. So, yeah.
1: There, there is that.
0: But Russell Brand
1: is downright, he's been accused
0: of rape four times.
1: Yes, because uh, he was around sticking it in anything that moved at one yeah, point, yeah. wasn't he? Well, that's, that was but the he, thing. He's, he justifies it, though, by saying that he was a sex addict and took and got some counselling and help for it. And so does that does <laughs> well, that get you off?
0: Well, I was talking about this with uh, Mrs Pablo, and at one point it was my, my train of thought. And, and this is still possibly a valid sort of tra- uh, train of thought. Given that he was that prolific, he was good-looking and charismatic... And he shagged so many women, right? Out of all them women, there'll be there'll be women that themselves were not promiscuous. So there'll be there one minute not wanting sex, not thinking about it. Then they will be in front of Russell Brand, and then moments later that they the, he'd have talked their knickers down because mm-hmm. he's, he's got a black belt at like that, right? There's no doubt in that, right? Well, you know, he hasn't necessarily taken it. Where does
1: one train for such a, a belt?
0: I, I can't, I can't tell you these secrets, guy. Damn it! No, but if he's done it that many times, it's a numbers game. Mm. How many of those ladies did something which they sort of later couldn't make sense of and felt a bit regretful, yeah. and then maybe. Could, could it and now depo- this
1: has come out? They start to put the pieces together and say, Yes, it was what I thought it was. You know, well, they might have felt flattered at the time up yeah. to a point,
0: but I'm saying that was a train of thought. I don't know what actually happened, but he, there's yeah. he, he might well have just forced himself onto people and they're completely traumatized. But there is a
1: lot of women who, when they talk about him, they you know, they it's almost like, Oh, that's just Russell, and that's the thing, isn't it? That is the danger. Yeah. He was getting away with it.
0: We all had that, mate. He was really good at sort of getting off with women, and we were really prolific at it. Reading between the lines, I reckon he probably just got that carried away. For everybody wants to have sex with me, and to a large extent, he was right. But on some occasions, he was probably wrong, and just went off cracked on with it anyway.
1: Yeah, and maybe you know? he took it too far. But time will tell how this one pans out. I think he's going to end up in court at some point. He's playing the victim, um, which is a. I guess it's a textbook response, isn't it, from a narcissist like that, uh, to to then you know try and reverse the blame. But
0: I don't even know if you. I, I still. I'm starting to think he probably is. Whether or not he is an actually a malignant narcissist, I didn't get those vibes and I, I genuinely mm. didn't. But there's a lot of people sort of in the comedy industry sort of saying, "Oh, he's a bit like that." But then again, you don't know what to hear. You don't know what to believe, because we've had this week somebody talk about somebody we know, and yes. and it transpired. What his misstep was was leaving the toilet door unlocked. I
1: think there's a difference between behaving criminally, let's say, and just inappropriately. And when you cross that line, then it is a massive problem, I guess. But, but
0: also having Ill, in, Ill intent.
1: Yeah, if you encounter somebody who you can't work out and you would just feel a bit uncomfortable, I don't think that warrants trying to bring them down. But again, well, we could I, be wrong, mind you.
0: I'll say this. If it turns out to be a massive sex best, we're going to look like bear muppets, aren't we?
1: <laughs> we will, yes. I would like them to just kiss and make up. Oh no, maybe not. We could I, be wrong.
0: I, I had an experience of this when Weinstein got outed and the Me Too was a thing. There was a lady who. Yeah. who I mentioned this on this pod on one, one of the early episodes, but for the new listeners, um, there was a lady who used to. Uh, a Norwich based comedian who's American. And I think we called her Marianne Buffery, for the sake of the pod. But that's very much like an actual name. But she, she, she was lamenting online that she wasn't getting any gigs with the local comedians. And she actually said, I don't get gigs with Paul Dunn because I don't mosh him off. I'm paraphrasing. But, like, there are other women reading this. My missus is reading it. Mm. And, I mean, I said, look, I'm not booking you because you're a bit shit.
1: I put, what me worry... Whizbeach. Do you know what? I've got a gig in... You know I've got a gig in Whizbeach. Yeah, yeah. And another gig's popped up right uh, round the corner in a yeah, church hall.
0: You saw me this. Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm not worried. I don't do enough gigs in Whizbeach for it to matter. And yeah. my gigs are far better than theirs will ever be.
0: If you start wanting to sort of up your game in Whizbeach, though, won't you be the imposter?
1: Uh, no. No, because we had one a, few, a couple of months ago. So, you know, if they don't want to at least... Knock on my door and say, Oh, we're doing this, like the courteous promoter would do, yeah. knowing that there's one around the corner. If even if the venue asked them, which I think they did, yeah. um, if they don't want to play that game, let them have the gig. Um, uh-huh. And so we'll work out what nights they're on, and I'll stick, uh, I'll stick uh, a massive gig on the same night as theirs. We haven't
0: even gone to shit Halsby yet, comedy <laughs> shit Halsby.
1: <laughs> no, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to at least for them to say, because I would have said, that's absolutely fine, mate. I only do about three a year. Yeah. Um, but they didn't.
0: I've noticed a lot of uh, competition come and go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that, as I say, they can have it. They, they've they got to make their money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they, they can lose some as well. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. Me, me. Okay, um, you've put Gary Delaney.
0: I did, yes. I because like Gary. He, I, I like Gary too. And uh, I, I just refreshed. Um, um, Gary he is uh, he represents himself. You can send him an email and say, "Can you do a gig?" He'll say, "How much for?" You'll say, "This much," and he'll go all right then, let's book it in. And that's it. That is it. And uh, the amount of back and fucking forth I've had with other acts, honestly, but um, when it happens like that, you know. Anyway, and the good news is, uh, not only was it a simple process, and um, um, he's, fit, he's fitting me in after he's done his tour and when he's having a bit of downtime.
1: He's been touring for three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's he, what he yeah, said. He, yeah. he, started, he said that in his yeah, email, Yeah, he did. He, he's been... He's done 300 and nearly 400 shows he'll yeah, have done yeah. by Christmas. Crikey. Uh, amazing.
0: So he just, just wants to keep his hand in. And it's nice to see people sort of doing these things mainly off their own bat, and, you know, completely smashing it. You see selfies with photos full of people and all the rest and of it. And so. he's sold out most of them on yeah, the way. And exactly, he deserves,
1: yeah. I I hope he takes a well-deserved two years of, and he'll be writing and mm. he'll come back and uh, do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, praise be to Gary and others like him. Oh, and can I just apologise for saying uh, puns demean us all? Because I have just put Ga- Gary Delaney.
1: <laughs> you, you mean my puns, don't yes, you? Yes, yes. Uh, let's move on. Uh, it's now time for comedy rumours forward slash shithousery. Uh... I've put Fat Theo's Redemption. Yeah, well, no, I didn't old. think I'd be saying this, but yeah, yeah.
0: No. no. Well, well done, Theo, uh, blah, blub, blah, blub, blah,
1: blah, And well done to the Promoter Mouse Podcast for making a happy ending, Wait. which I think everybody's going to be so grateful for. We we found him. You're going there? You're actually taking the credit? We we Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, um, I yeah. don't think so. I don't think so. Now, okay. he, um, uh, for those that don't know, we, we contacted a, a promoter who owed lots of axe money, and we were just going, what's the deal there, then? He told us he was working hard to get a job and pay him back. And as far as I'm aware...
0: They're all getting paid back, are they? have all
1: been paid, bar maybe one. I don't know. He's, yeah, he yeah. got through the list. And I'm really pleased because there's a few acts on there that I know reasonably well. And they had written it off. So they're going to hopefully... Um, yeah. Yeah. En- did do that. And he's it. A few hundred quid. It was a few grand in total, though. Yeah, well done. Fair play to you. Man of his word. And I hope... You know, as much as uh, you might not go out drinking with the axe, I hope they do kind of step back and say, well, you know, it's not normal that we have to wait this long, but he's done it.
0: Oh, can I just say, uh, this is rumours, I'm going to be very guarded. This is live, this is, and we haven't discussed this yet. No. There is a a national comedy agency that's rumoured to be uh, owing lots of money and people are working out whether or not they might, you know, I'll just leave that rumour hanging there. No, let's, you know okay.
1: let's crack on. Well, I look forward to finding out who that is.
0: I was talking to somebody this week who knew somebody was an agent, yeah. and and this agent was dealing with a a promoter, a prominent independent promoter, who, you know, seems a nice enough guy online and all that. But um he he booked direct, but then contact was pushed towards her. Which quite rightly, rightly is her agent, uh, her client, rather. Um, and uh, there was a, there was an email back and forth, and and she she was very polite, and uh, he was extremely curt and dismissive and downright rude back. Oh, really? And I've seen sight of that. And I was like, really, really. I mean, all I can say maybe he was having a bad day. Wow. Right, so so maybe there's more context. Who knows? But
1: well, maybe. Yeah, well.
0: yeah. But but it, you've got to be careful, and you, you? You've got to be... If you're doing well, just be nice to people, because A, you don't know when they're going to be doing that better than you. And, you know, it's nice to be nice. It is. It's, it's, it's hard enough in this industry without people... I mean, I've, I, there's there's an agent that I've been dealing with, with a he's, he's just downright dismissive and rude. You know, it, it, there, well, there are some.
1: There again, we do call this comedy rumours forward slash shithousery, and then... We, this, this we tend, is both, is it is. Yeah, but then we tend to, ourselves, have a little go at people. Do you think we should stop doing that?
0: It, it's... I, do, I do wonder about that. I have asked myself the same question, to be honest. Well, is it our place? Yeah. It's nice to talk
1: about rumours.
0: I mean, well, to be honest, this is the bit, like when we were down the pub and we had a bit of, bit of a gossip. Yeah. But that's the bit that we wanted to sort of transfer into a pod. But that, then it takes you into a sort of grubby... No, I'll just take out grub, the bit where grubby grubby you said house. it's
1: nice to be nice. <laughs> oh, I see. That's, yeah. that's the only bit that's...
0: <laughs> well, it's nice. Look, when you're dealing with somebody, you're dealing with bookings and that, you, yeah. you've got to be nice, haven't you? You don't want somebody sort of giving you sort of... Just just send me the photographs I or whatever. Sometimes,
1: I sometimes put out for gigs and then I'll get a, a couple of agents, email me, and then I kind of... Don't get back to them. And then I think, oh, no, that's really rude. I haven't even got back to them. Mm. And then it's too late. And then I feel a bit embarrassed by it. And then I wait and hope they'll get in touch again. Um, well, and then maybe they didn't get in touch again when I put out again. And I'm thinking, oh, it will give you a bad name, I yeah, think, as a promoter. Sometimes,
0: sometimes I forget. I mean, I, I call out my own shit weird. There was a, an agent I contacted uh, earlier, maybe, I think it was this week. And I wanted to revisit an act to see if they were available and I couldn't quite remember the name of the agent. So I searched my emails and it came up and I saw the email chain where i just left this lady hanging. I was like, oh God, I've gone going back to her. My last message, I'd left her hanging. So of course my first line, I had to draw attention to that. Hi there, I uh, hope you're doing well. So uh, I just noticed from the email tra- trail below that I did leave you hanging. I've been really busy, really sorry. And then I uh, went into it but it can happen can it can. People, people can be busy
1: I think it's when you deal with agents because they've got a lot on their plate and you know they that's their livelihood that's what they do they get into promoters inboxes and so on I'm used to dealing direct with acts very much so so I still haven't quite got the the agency kind of rapport going well I'll tell you it's what it's a different beast isn't it
0: I, I came a cropper um I I booked um, so I booked an act direct, met this act in the pub, um after he just gig for you, Ch- exchanged on WhatsApp right, and, and um, I emailed the same promoter about another act that she represented. She said he's not available. How about this act? I said, oh, I've already booked him. He's gigging for me next week. And then I got this curt email back. I was like, oh shit! I think I've committed a faux pas here. I'd, I'd put two and two together. I didn't realise that she'd um, um, represented him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but having said that, I mean, she said, oh, it's easy to check, you just look at the website and all the rest of it, but literally I was in the pub talking to him, and, and she might have actually offered me that same ad once before,
1: but I'd forgotten. Not at the same price.
0: Parking like a twat in Loddon and Shedgrave. In
1: brackets. The local bit. Now, you've put my sneaky curry collection pint scam was rumbled. Oh.
0: It was, yeah. So, Saturday night, right, uh, we found the curry. And I think what i had done, I (laughs) said, I I jumped the gun. I got up a bit too early. Like, this is when you go and collect the curry about 15 minutes too early and have a pint, right? Um, Anyway, Mrs Pablo, she's like, He won't be
1: ready yet. Well, he just found it.
0: What's going on? She's got your number, mate. She's got me fucking number.
1: Possibly so, because a so, few weeks back, several weeks back, we you fessed up to this. We were talking about how wonderful yeah, it is to order a curry and yeah. go and Because I go down, order it, and then go across the road. Got, I get a pint minimum.
0: Well, long story short, Mrs Pablo gets in the car. We go down, and we, and we have a pint together. Well, say you have a pint, Mrs Pablo has two large wines. In the space of... She's not the world's best drinker. She was all over the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it got rumbled. Do you think that's gonna be a tradition? Are you gonna to have to scoot off together
0: fifteen uh, minutes
1: early? You're getting married, mate. You you've got no choice.
0: I do have a choice. I do have a choice. What of
1: whether you take her to the pub with you? Yeah. You've got to have your Make mind. an evening of it. Go, go to the go to the Raj, order it yeah, there, yeah, yeah. then you get at least thirty minutes. That's a good time to The uh, illicit
0: sneaky pint is yeah, something be, nice about that. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I, he'll just find another way.
1: I've had two pints before now, one in the Swan and one in the King's Head.
0: All oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: just and while I was having the one in the King's Head, I'm thinking, I bet that curry's getting cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she said, "Oh, shouldn't we rush back? The curry might be ready." And I said, "What's the fucking point of that? You're here now. I don't have to lie to you." <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: You might as well finish your drink. Seagull
1: News. It's now time for Seagull News. Now, this is one of my favourite parts of the podcast. (laughs) You love it, don't you, Carl? I I do. absolutely Um, love it. I I know the jury was out last uh, week when I turned a seemingly, seemingly average story into... It was quite something, wasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, CNN were sort of uh, uh, knocking down our door and saying, that reporting... Was uh, absolutely top notch. There's two anchor men there, got this Seagull news absolutely nailed.
1: Did you say anchor men? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not not everything's a shit porn, All
1: right, then. Don't you mean wanker men? Let's just. <laughs>
0: Seagulls high on spice after making off with stashes of drugs.
1: Britain's seagulls seem to be developing an appetite for a little more than just unguarded fish and chips.
0: There are, apparently, increasing reports of the seaside pests swooping down to make off with drug users' stashes. In particular, a group of synthetic cannabinoids known as
1: spice. Spice use in humans can cause euphoria, talkativeness, paranoia, nausea and mood swings. In some cases, the sedative effects are so acute that users have been compared to zombies. Surprisingly enough, there
0: has been very little research into the synthetic narcotics effects on seagulls.
1: As former Spice user Kevin Robertson, 45, of Hastings, told the paper, gulls will go for anything. They used to come up behind us and grab whatever we had. If we were stoned and completely out of it, the gulls could just take the joint we were smoking and fly off. In the end, the best place for us was in the covered bus shelters, but even then the seagulls seemed to know where we were. Azad, of Leeds, who was also a formerly user, added, a seagull and Spice is not a good combo. It turns them into psycho girls.
0: After one such incident in Wrexham, locals reportedly said that one of the birds went mad after taking someone's supply of the drug, died bombing pedestrians before eventually coming to a collapse on the pavement.
1: As one person said, Seagulls on
0: Spice! Went for a stroll around Wrexham to see two officers checking out a stone seagull. Another added. Another day, another zombie seagull. I think they're getting chips, but they're just getting a beat full of spice.
1: <laughs> there, um so I started what, something, didn't I? What do you think about what do you think about this then? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's what people are tuning in for. Yeah, I'm quite rightly um, so. And I think um yeah, I think it does add a little. Zhuzh. You, you're frowning again, Pablo. You, you don't like the drama teacher approach, do you? I don't know. I'll go with it. <laughs> it's all right. Well, what did you expect when you when you came up with Seagull News, Pablo? You know, I'm down with it. I'm fine. You don't look fine. Oh. If you don't mind me saying, have I have I ruined your dreams of oh. Seagull News? I think it's a good compromise. It stays in, and I get a little tingle. Yeah, well, well. With, wouldn't want to stop me having a little tingle. Now, my son actually said it's class pod- podding.
0: It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I've had people message me <laughs> saying they love it. And what's not to love?
1: <laughs> what's not to love? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Thank you, Diane. Um, She didn't get in touch, by the way. We asked her to reach out and let us know what she's up to. Nothing yet, but...
0: You've put... Not talk talking.
1: Yes, this can go in the fucking bin... Talk Talk, the internet provider. Oh yeah, shit. I It's right. been okay up until sort of around the last few months. Mm. What's your internet like in your place? All Is it right. super fast broadband?
0: Every now and then it drops out. They I mean, keep
1: advertising. We
0: all blame each other. Are you streaming something on your phone?
1: Yeah, yeah. Are you playing a game? Um, <laughs> and it's just been the worst. I keep saying and and it's been going off all the time. And then it's been I've been sitting here, and it's lagging. And it's not, and that's when there's nobody else up using it, and it's really doing my nut in, and I want to change, but you get them advertised. it's like we well, can give you super fast broadband fastest mm. you've ever seen, and then you ask for it, and they go, um, you can get uh, twenty eight to thirty six megabytes per second, that's all, yeah, oh, fuck that, you never true. get
0: it the, what you've got to do when you pick a new internet company is look at is it a de facto rating is that a thing do you, like their customer service rating talk. It's shite. Mm. I, can, I can tell you that. A lot of people know that.
1: But the thing with this is they tell you what that you might be able to get but because we're so far away from the box, that's what it's all about, and it goes on copper wires up to the house, you don't get the high speeds. You'll only get maximum of about like 38 or 39 yeah. um, download speed, whereas around the corner there's a bloke with 150. Yeah. That's bonkers. Sort it out.
0: Yeah. Come on, talk, talk.
1: Anyway, yeah, that's that. I've got I've got films to watch late at night. Yeah, you don't need them buffering. <laughs> you have put being made to fucking dance at fucking musicals. Yeah. What's that, Pablo?
0: <laughs> I, well I, I don't like being made to fucking dance at fucking musicals. Oh. I, I had the pleasure last night of watching the Drifters Girl with Mrs. Pablo at Theatre Royal. Um got there about a nanosecond before it started. And I hadn't turned. I had my work phone and my normal phone. and managed to turn my normal phone off onto silent, onto do not disturb. Couldn't find the, the do not disturb on my work phone. And then the lights had gone down. and I was I spent the first half absolutely shitting it in case somebody rang me. I've just handed out my business card to about thirty people this week, and there's, there's a chance that somebody might ring me. So I was trying to work out how to turn it down. And, and I've got Mrs. Pablo elbowing me. and was thinking, the fucking thing's going to go off. So I watched the first half, really worried. And then she was bothered because she was sat behind the world's tallest man. And I thought she was just... Mo- I mean, she, she was going, uh, I can't fucking see anything. <laughs> I was like, it, his head's literally there. Like, he can hear you, right? But anyway, so I had Melbourne and her for, for that. Then we're watching it. And then somebody sat behind us, started eating the world's fucking noisiest packet of bloody crisps or whatever. It sounded like, do you know those uh, paper carrier bags that you get from uh, Morrison's? It's it's like they just decided to fold up one of them and then unfold it and fold it again.
1: I used to take school trips to the theatre, sometimes 50 or more kids, right? And the first thing they do as soon as they go into the theatre, they go straight to the suites and then they all have every one of them's got a bag of sweets yeah and, and it's a c- it, c- coffin, it isn't it got to a point where i said it's got to stop they yeah. should make a bag this is a this is a dragon's den thing a bag that makes no noise when you open it like a like yeah. a clothy type you know like yeah, the, yeah. you know like the um the biodegradable ones they don't make a noise yeah, they're soft
0: need, they need something yeah when well, it's a big fat moomin' with a bag of crisps bigger than a bin bag but i always used to say me. to
1: them on the bus you know um who knows what the loudest sound in the world is? And they'd all go, "No." I say, "It's you lot with your effing sweets." They don't listen to that.
0: So we had the uh, interval. We swapped seats. So I was going to take the hit of sitting behind the man with the massive head, and I'm a bit taller. Uh, turns out he did indeed at the world's. <laughs> it was like, I was looking at the stage and I could see the outline of his stage just, and. And some of it was partially obscured by his fucking ears. This is either <laughs> side of the stage. So I had to watch it completely moving around all the time or leaning down on Mrs. Pablo's.
1: And the bit. person behind you was doing the same, I bet. Probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You know, what a fucking nightmare. I mean the show itself was nice, really talented people. It was the Drifter's girl and lots of drifters music. Wasn't sure about the uh story, I don't it wasn't much of one really. Um but it was alright, it was a decent night out. But at the end this is what I'm getting to. Like there's like a song like a medley of songs at the end. And they they get you to stand Everyone up. Everyone on their feet. I I fucking hate it, Kai. Oh. I've been every time you go to a musical, I'm not massive on musicals anyway, but I go along, the missus likes them, and you know, I like to see her happy and I just try to get into it. And I'm thinking, I just wanna sit here and watch it. And and I'm looking around, all these women dancing next to blokes. Who had just stood there. All these
1: women enjoying themselves. I mean...
0: Yeah. And you know, the missus, she was like there dancing, and then I, she, she kept grabbing me chin.
1: Oh. I was like,
0: oh, leave me alone. Stop <laughs> grabbing me chin. I mean, I know I look miserable and not enjoying myself. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Yeah. I it's just because I just, I'm being
1: made to fucking dance. It I don't want to dance. Music. I've been at work all day, and I'm like, I don't feel euphoric. You know what I and mean? You, and you've only got about sort of a foot of space to dancing. <laughs> yeah, anywhere.
0: exactly. It's it's just just such a forced, horrible thing. But could you could you at least stand it. you
1: know could you face dance at least you know just at least yeah?
0: I thought I might get away with that a bit. Yeah. I, it was obviously sort of like I was sort of trying to sort of like move my head a bit as if it was into it, but I just wanted it to stop.
1: Uh, uh, let's plug our gigs pablo i've got october the 5th and the 6th with adam bloom and mary burke in chedgrave and in beckles I've been doing loads of nice artwork for that. Yes, I've, I've been, seen. I've been rebranding. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks a lot better. Calling it a comedy club now. Yeah, it no, works. Nice. It works, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, Chadgrave Comedy Club and Beckles Comedy Club, yeah. um, and on the seventh Wingfield, which is all but sold out now for yeah. a Dirty Dozen, and November the second and third, Eddie Brimson's coming to town, um, and he's going to be entertaining in Beckles and Chadgrave as well. Shaftofwit.com.
0: Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, I um next Friday so if you listen to this, there are still only a few tickets left for Southwold Arts Centre with Troy Hawk uh headlining with Pat Monahan and Terry Alderton and uh also Jason Stamp MC in there always goes down well awesome uh, yeah got a, so 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 does that and um yeah we've
1: got a date for Gary uh
0: 8th of March I think it is Next Very be nice. Oh, and uh, um, Glenn Wool is on the lineup. Yes. Uh, got to complete that. And I'm hoping to complete that this that, weekend that to get, get, get some him? flyers sort of printed off. It's the first time I booked him here, yeah, but I know uh, he doesn't live that far away, so he'll end the night in Woodbridge. So it'll be quite a home run for him. So
1: Yeah, he's great. Love it.
0: Well, contrition. I've got nothing.
1: Uh, would you like to apologise to. People that enjoyed fucking dancing at fucking musicals? No, they, they can enjoy it. Would you like to apologise to the woman that sat behind you as you moved backwards and forwards? What a
0: big fat moving with the uh, massive bag of crisps. No.
1: Would you like to apologise to all the people you upset when you had your phone out at the start of the gig?
0: I, I felt bad about that.
1: Okay, okay. There you go, go on. Get over yourselves. As, <laughs> we are off to the White Horse Saloon in Chedgrave because it is one Simon Peck's Birthday. He's the big five zero. Ah, yep. Uh, it's you know, it's it's a it's only a number. I mean, it's a fucking big number, but yeah. it's only a number. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to Simon Peck at the White Horse.
0: You don't look a day over forty nine, mate. How old are you? Fifty two.
1: Now, I've got something to. I was listening to the last week's podcast. Did
0: I say fifty?
1: No, but you said you had a job in the late eighties.
0: Yeah, I did you?
1: Yeah. How old were you? You must have been about.
0: Well, I, I was 18. born in seventy, wasn't I? So yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know you out, you were out working. I thought you were only about my age.
0: Went out working at seventeen. Wow. that bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's draw this one to a close. Um, there's a lot to cut out. It might not even be an hour. This one, if I cut some. That was forty minutes of talking about a rapist. <laughs>
0: Well, it's topical. <laughs> uh,
1: so let's sign off. Uh, until next time, it's Friday, so this one should go out by Sunday. Um, if it is late coming to your ears, we do apologise. And give it one of these. Thanks, Pablo.
0: Thank you, Kai. We got there.
1: Get them in. What are you we, having? We
0: did it. I don't know, but they keep taking the barrels off, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: going to stop in the uh, Swan for a Brooklyn, aren't you, before you go?
0: Uh, oh, that mean nice. Yeah, I'm get that <laughs>
1: Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash